Welcome to the Alien Beer Podcast. My name is Chrissy Garrison. I'm an independent science fiction and fantasy author, and I will be reading my stories to you. Dear listeners, I am so excited to share this with you. It's the first chapter of Transwitch, College of Secrets, as read by Danielle Muthing. I can't express how happy I am with Danielle's narration, both in quality and consistency, and how thrilled I am with the way she brought my characters to life with her voice acting. Please enjoy this sample chapter, and I hope you'll check out the rest of the book on Audible. Chapter 1 Professor Lily Shelley, a pleasantly plump, middle-aged woman, kept up a brave face, even though her heart ached. This Halloween, she stood in front of her English literature class, wearing a costume of a beloved fictional teacher. Dinosaurs of all sorts marched all over her purple dress, making a chaotic pattern that she rather preferred to polka dots or paisley. She dyed her mousy brown hair a vibrant red-orange, arranged atop her head in a messy bun, held in place by chopsticks. Chunky but tiny dinosaur skulls weighed down her earlobes with a satisfying weight. A beanbag iguana draped over one shoulder, grinning at her class. She was one of few faculty at Moraine University who would even think of wearing a costume on Halloween, but Lily was desperate to find something to be happy about, since Penny was missing. But Lily, despite her festive costume, could not manage a grin, nor even a faint smile. All she could manage right now was to not burst into tears in front of her students as she lectured them about how Frankenstein wasn't the monster's name, but the scientist of that name was the real monster of the book. She covered a sob by turning away from her class to take a sip of water. Today marked two full weeks since she'd seen her wife, Penny, and it was killing Lily to go through day after day without her. Why had she left? What had happened to her? Am I the real monster? Am I why Penny left without a word? She guessed her class had heard all that about Frankenstein before. Half of them poked at their phones, and most didn't even try to hide it. Try as she might, she couldn't make the material as exciting as Miss Frizzle might have. She lacked the magic to conjure up a living corpse or travel with them back in time to interview the fictional Victor Frankenstein. Or could she? To fight back against the heavy emotions weighing her down, she needed to let some of them out. She spotted a student dozing off up front. She kept talking and paced back and forth, waving her leather-bound copy of the modern Prometheus around, until she reached his desk. She dropped the heavy collector's edition flat on the desk in front of Andrew, who sat bolt upright as his eyes flew open. Huh, he cried as the class tittered at his embarrassment. It's, it's alive, she cried, forcing maniacal laughter. She forced down feelings of guilt for picking on poor Andrew, telling herself she needed an outlet. And what better day than Halloween for a harmless trick like this? Hey, man, said Andrew wiping a bit of drool from the corner of his mouth. That's not cool. If you want us to use your preferred pronouns, you shouldn't go around calling people it, okay? Lily's stomach dropped, and her face flushed with embarrassment. She 
hated being called out as trans in front of her class. Her gender shouldn't matter in the classroom, and it shouldn't be used against her by students. But she couldn't allow the jab to get to her, so she drew breath and exhaled before replying. She nodded to the young man and said, Thank you for that reminder, Andrew. I'm sorry. Which pronouns did you prefer, then? Andrew sat up straight and made a face. I'm a guy. My pronouns are he, him. I don't prefer anything. Those are just my pronouns. Lily nodded and allowed herself a smile. Very good. Thank you for that clarification. Noting the time, she picked up her book and wrote the next reading assignment on the whiteboard at the front of the class. This is in the syllabus, but I know some of you appreciate the reminder. As she spoke, most of the class gathered their things and filed out, except for her favorites, the queer quartet. Cameron, Hannah, Aiden, and Jessie often stayed after to hold an impromptu book club, something she'd encouraged since she had a free period after the Literature 101 class. Hey, Professor S., any word about your wife? asked Aiden. A short but buff guy, Aiden had taken a shine to her on the first day. They'd recognized each other as trans fam right away, and his love of Jane Austen had further endeared him to her as the first few weeks of the term had gone by. Hannah blurted out, Geez, Aiden, tactful much? Maybe I have some salt packets left over from lunch you could empty into her wounds. I'm sure she doesn't. Hannah wore her hair buzzed short to her scalp, currently dyed hot pink. Hannah's septum piercing always struck Lily as jarring, but she'd begun to get used to it. Lily held up a hand. It's okay. I'm sure it's obvious. I've gone from worry to despair. I don't know why she left, but I don't think she's coming back. It's been weeks now. Maybe it was too much for her to go from one kind of life to another. Cameron looked up from their sketchbook for a moment and squinted at the teacher. Do you really think she'd leave over your transition? I've seen those pictures on your desk. I've heard your stories about her. Didn't sound like anything could make her want to leave you. Cameron's tight cornrows held a constellation of crystalline beads spanning the colors of the rainbow. Lily often envied them their collection of silk shirts and cat-eye glasses. How would you know, Cameron? said Jessie. Did you talk to the police? Pretty sure Professor Shelley knows what she's talking about. Jessie's short, sleek black bob swung back and forth as she looked back and forth between Cameron and Lily, a scowl upon her lips. Lily held up her hands to stop her students from arguing further. Look, I don't know anything. The police don't know anything. They keep forgetting to follow up, and honestly, it's getting spooky. None of her friends or family even called me after the first week. You'd think her mom wouldn't give up on her that easily. Though I'm not exactly her mom's favorite person, especially after Penny disappeared. She never approved of her daughter being in a same-sex marriage, or didn't really think of me as a woman, more like. Cameron piped up. See, it's spooky. It's not because you're, I mean, you know, something else has to be going on. Maybe something... They trailed off, 
and Lily pounced on what they didn't say. Something what? What do you know? The queer quartet all exchanged serious glances and shrugged in unison. Lily narrowed her eyes at them. What do you know? Hannah stood, slinging her backpack over one shoulder. Nothing. That is, we have to go now. It's time for gaming club. Got your dice, Cameron? Cameron nodded and stood, their faces confused as Andrew's had been after Lily startled him awake. Uh, yeah, sure. Jesse's turn to GM, right? Jesse protested. My turn? Oh, come on. I haven't got anything ready. Just make something up, okay, Jesse? said Hannah, dragging her friend to her feet. Aiden sighed and gave Lily a sad look. I'm real sorry about your wife, Professor Shelley. I can't even imagine. Do you have anyone you can talk to? Lily offered him a weak smile. My sister, Ellen. She's an administrative assistant in the bursar's office. She's been coming by my house with casseroles and pizzas, checking on me. I don't know what I'd do without her. Cameron gave a mock salute to the teacher as they exited the room behind the others. She sounds like she could fix anything, Professor S. She watched the students slip out into the hallway, flashing her awkward smiles, and Jessie gave her a thumbs up of encouragement. Their voices receded down the hall. Alone in the room, Lily choked back a sob, thinking of Penny. The kids are right. It's not my fault. Penny never said anything negative about my transition. She's been calling me her wife proudly for months now. She stood up to her family for me. She was there when my parents disowned me. So what if Penny had been a little secretive in the weeks before her disappearance? None of it pointed to her planning on leaving me. Lily pulled her phone out of her pocket and checked for texts. One from Ellen read, Pepperonis for dinner tonight, sis? Beers on me. Knowing her older sister had been thinking of her warmed Lily inside. Maybe Ellen really could fix anything. She wrote back, Sounds good. I'll be there in full Miss Frizzle garb. See you around seven? And then, Lily could swear the air around her stirred, and for a strange moment, it was as though she wasn't alone in the room. Was that a whisper she heard? What did it say? She glanced at the open classroom door. Something occurred to her. As close as she'd gotten with her favorite group of students, she couldn't recall ever telling them any stories about herself and Penny. Was her memory failing her? Or something seemed odd about the whole conversation with the kids. She decided she needed to catch up with them and ask them a few more questions. She grabbed up her shawl and purse and dashed out the door and down the hallway. The walls of Moraine University's English building were covered with large paper spiders, leering pumpkins, confused-looking ghosts, and a scattering of bats. The bulletin boards held orange copier paper printed with similar images and announcements for parties on campus. At the end of the hallway, she watched as the queer quartet rounded a corner. Just in time, I can catch up with them. Her heels clattered on the tile flooring as she hurried after the students and struggled to put on her shawl and tried not to drop her purse in the process. 
she called after the kids. Cameron, Hannah, hold on a moment. Aiden, Jesse. Either the friends didn't hear her, or they chose to ignore her, because none of them reappeared at the end of the hall. She could hear their voices, talking, laughing, just ahead of her, so she rushed to follow. When she reached the bend in the hallway, Lily rounded the corner at a jog. Expecting to find the students not far ahead, she called out, I need to ask you about Penny. Except, instead of the queer quartet, Lily faced another empty hallway. I don't get it. Where are you all? Lily dashed down the second hallway, but knew in her gut that there was no possible way the kids could have covered that distance in the time they'd been out of her sight. They'd simply vanished into thin air. Thank you for listening to the Alien Beer Podcast. If you like my stories, please visit my website, sillyhatbooks.com. I publish as E. Chris Garrison, and my books may be found in paperback, ebook, and audiobook format on Amazon.com and other places. The theme music for Alien Beer Podcast is Phantom from Space by Kevin McLeod. I very much enjoy feedback on this podcast and on my stories, so please leave comments on my website, visit me at at EC Garrison on Twitter, E. Chris Garrison on Facebook, or drop me an email at ecg at sillyhatbooks.com.